Hey guys, it's your girl Jams from WJMS Radio, and you're about to hear an exclusive soundbite from Anika Wilson from episode 117 of Sound Off. Stay tuned. And the word that I use for all of my clients and everywhere I go is intuition. Mm. It is a gift that is given to us, and we fail because we disregard it. And I just use it every day to know when I need to move forward, when I need to sit still, and when I need to fall back. If you liked what you heard, you can catch this episode and all of our other archived episodes through our Mixcloud account by following WJMS Radio. And of course, you can catch brand new episodes of Sound Off every Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on WJMS Radio. Good day, good day, and welcome to Your Voice, Your Power. I am Anika Wilson, and we're going to do things just a little bit different today. Normally on Your Voice, Your Power with Anika, I have guests. It's just me today. I feel like this is necessary. I sit and I reflect on the state of our world in a pandemic that has gone on now for seven, seven months. I mean, hundreds of thousands of lives lost, but many of us are facing challenges that are ongoing, not just because of the pandemic, not just because of the way the world turns, but because life is life. And in order for us to learn how to navigate the issues that we face daily, we must increase awareness. Today, we're gonna talk about domestic violence. Many of us think that we know what domestic violence is, but people are afraid to dig a little deeper. You may feel like somebody's watching you. You may be afraid to tell your truth. You may be worried about stigmas. And we all know how bad people can can make stigmas sting. People are afraid of titles. People are afraid of labels. And that fear is ignorance. We have to stop. We have to live out loud. We have to address our truths. Whether you don't speak it, tell it, get help but address your truth regardless of what else you do with it so we're going to break it down today and when we think about domestic violence most people envision someone being hit struck punched slapped kicked but domestic violence is so much deeper than that and it actually correlates with power control rape, stalking, it's, it's paralleled to so many other things because it's not about violence. So let's get into it. According to the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, domestic violence is the willful intimidation, physical assault, battery, sexual assault, and or other abusive behavior as part of a systemic pattern of power and control. perpetrated by one intimate partner against another. It includes physical violence, sexual violence, psychological violence, and emotional abuse. The frequency and severity of domestic violence can vary dramatically. However, the one constant component of domestic violence is one partner's consistent efforts to maintain power and control over the other. Domestic violence is considered an epidemic affecting individuals in every community, regardless of age, economic status, sexual orientation, 
gender, race, religion, or nationality. It is often accompanied by emotionally abusive and controlling behavior that is only a fraction of a systematic pattern of dominance and control. Domestic violence can result in physical injury, psychological trauma, and in severe cases, even death. The devastating physical, emotional, and psychological consequences of domestic violence can cross generations and last a lifetime. Now, as you listen to that definition, what are you thinking? Many of us have encountered one, if not all, of these instances, whether it be emotional abuse, psychological violence, physical violence, sexual violence, and it states that it's by an intimate partner. And that gets misconstrued a lot. Intimate partners can be someone that you're in a relationship with, but this goes beyond that. You talk about somebody that you're in an ongoing relationship with that you may not be intimate with, that you may know, that may be a friend or maybe not even a friend. You know, this goes into date rape and so many other concepts. But the reason why I expound upon that is because many people have experienced this and they doubt it because it doesn't meet the definition. So you feel like that's not what's going on. Think outside the box. When you see red flags, when a flag is waving, pay attention. So I really, really feel that it was important to break this down today because there are so many people who are experiencing abuse in different forms. Maybe it's not physical abuse. Maybe it's emotional abuse. What does that look like? Name calling, badgering, belittling, lack of respect, dominance, control. You don't have to be hit to be abused. A lot of times emotional abuse stems for years, decades. It's, it, it is the one form of abuse that has no limitations. Someone can abuse you on social media. Yes, on social media. We look at the effects of bullying. We look at the effects of stalking. We look at the effects of, of text messages. Back in the day, people did not have access to others as they do now. And it is extremely hard to implement boundaries because of the way of the world. So I really, really want to go deeper. I want to talk about what abuse includes. Let, let's, let's dig deeper. Abuse may begin with behaviors that may easily be dismissed or downplayed, such as name-calling, threats, possessiveness, or distrust. Abusers may apologize profusely for their actions or try to convince the person they are abusing that they do, think they do these things out of love or care. However, violence and control always intensifies over time with an abuser, despite the apologies. What may start out as something that was first believed to be harmless, wanting the victim to spend all their time only with them because they love them so much escalates into extreme control and abuse, threatening to kill or hurt the victim or others if they speak to family, friends, etc. Some examples of abuse tendencies include but are not limited to 
telling the victim that they can never do anything right, showing jealousy of the victim's family and friends and time spent away, accusing the victim of cheating, keeping or discouraging the victim from seeing friends or family members, embarrassing or shaming the victim with put downs, controlling every penny spent in the household, taking the victim's money or refusing to give them money for expenses, looking at or acting in ways that scare the person they are abusing, controlling who the victim sees, where they go or what they do, dictating how the victim dresses, wears their hair, etc. Stalking the victim or monitoring their victim's every move in person or also via the internet and or other devices such as GPS tracking or the victim's phone. Preventing the victim from making their own decisions. Telling the victim that they are a bad parent or threatening to hurt, kill, or take away their children. Threatening to hurt or kill the victim's friends, loved ones, or pets. Intimidating the victim with guns, knives, or other weapons. Pressuring the victim to have sex when they don't want to or to do things sexually they are not comfortable with. Forcing sex with others. Refusing to use protection when having sex or sabotaging birth control. Pressuring or forcing the victim to use drugs or alcohol. Preventing the victim from working or attending school, harassing the victim at either. Keeping their victim up all night so they per perform badly at their job or in school. Destroying the victim's property. Now, I read those examples, and as I stated, this information is coming from the National Coalition Against Domestic Violence. And I read those examples because so many times the behavior of others is acceptable. And I say acceptable because it means if it's not addressed, then it was accepted. Have you ever had any of these instances happen? If so, what did you do about it? Who did you tell? And what happened next? Do you know someone who was in a situation similar to this? If so, I want to provide the National Domestic Violence Hotline number, 1-800-799-7233. I will put this number in the description. Now, I went further into the details and I read the statistics, not the statistics, but the facts of what domestic violence is. But what I really, really want to harp on is the fact that domestic violence goes beyond physical harm, emotional abuse financial abuse, threats, stalking, all in the name of control and power. When we think about control and power, there is a very thin line between provision, love, and control. And it can be extremely hard to differentiate between those three. And when you're in a relationship, it's really easy to fall into traps, especially if you have previous trauma. I say all these things because I know. I'm not only certified in domestic violence, but I've experienced domestic violence in each and every form. 
And every time I've experienced it, I've seen the warning signs. And because I had previous trauma, I dismissed the warning signs. And when you dismiss warning signs, when you dismiss your intuition, when you dismiss your gut, when you dismiss your fear, when you dismiss your knowledge, your education, your own thought process, you are putting yourself in a trap. You are putting yourself in a box and you are setting yourself up to be further victimized. Now, life has no handbook. There's no, no manual. There's no, there's no reference other than for spiritual people, the Bible, the Quran, or, or some type of religious tool. The law is very clear on domestic violence. Now, although the law may be clear, help is hard to find. We see the national hotline, we see commercials, we see safe houses. But the one thing that I will say about these resources is when you reach out for help, you need to follow procedures and follow the rules because domestic violence is nothing to play with. When someone wants power or control over your life, they will go to the ends of the earth to maintain it. And domestic violence is a cycle because when someone doesn't have physical access to you, then it manifests in every other way, shape or form. They mention tracking, GPS. In the day and age of, of Apple and iPhones, it sounds really cool that you can track your child or you can tell people where you are. But at the end of the day, you have every right to live your life without being monitored, without being controlled, without being manipulated. And in, domestic violence doesn't discriminate. It, it, it happens regardless of age, economic status, sexual orientation, gender, race, religion, or nationality. And that is real. I want anyone listening to this to know and understand that you can get out. Statistics show that the sooner you get out, the more successful you will be. But as in everything else, you have to make a clear and concise choice. You have to make a choice that you want a change. A lot of times the change can come from different reasons, different ways, different forms, but it doesn't matter. You don't have to explain yourself to anyone. As I stated before, there's no typical victim. This, this happens to anybody at any time. It doesn't matter your socioeconomic status. It doesn't matter your political alliances. It doesn't matter how religious you are, how faithful you are. It, it doesn't matter. I want to talk about what makes a relationship abusive. Back to the National Coalition. Every relationship differs. 
But what is most common within all abusive relationships is the varying tactics used by abusers to gain and maintain power and control over the victim. Nearly three in 10 women and one in 10 men in the United States have experienced rape, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner or former partner and reported at least one impact related to experiencing these or other forms of violent behavior in the relationship. Feeling fearful, concern for safety, post-traumatic stress disorder, need for health care, injury, crisis support, need for housing services, need for victim advocacy series, need for legal services, missed work or school. If you have ever reported previous violence, post-traumatic stress disorder, unmet needs, needs for housing, needs for finance, then you have identified yourself as a target. And I say that with all the love in the world, but abusive individuals feed on vulnerable individuals. It is perceived as an opportunity. And it is no fault of anyone's. It's actually a sickness, an illness, a problem for someone to prey on any other person for any other reason other than love no matter what your situation is no matter what your needs are no matter what your past is you have a right to be treated and respected as a human being your rights go far beyond that but at minimal you deserve respect and for someone who has encountered any of these instances such as rape previous abuse by a former partner, sexual abuse, post-traumatic stress disorder, which I'll do a different session on that, but a lot of people think that PTSD only comes from war, and it does not. Post-traumatic stress disorder comes from any trauma, and trauma is something that an individual perceives as stressful. It may not be traumatic to one, but it may be traumatic to another, and it is not for anyone else to determine what's traumatic to someone else. I digress. Back to the patterns of abuse. The patterns of abuse begin with the, the control wheel, which for those in social sciences understand it, for those that aren't, it's literally a progressive wheel of power. It's just like conditioning a dog. And I use this because it's the easiest metaphor I can think of. But when you are trying to train a dog, you have to do it gradually. You, you test them, you see how they respond to treats. You determine which treats they like. You determine you know, their ways of escape, their, their behavior patterns, their personalities. You have to kind of learn your dog. You have to learn you know, how to reward them, how to get the expected behaviors from them. The same with children. Every child is different. As a parent, you, you have a child and you think, oh, this is a one size fits all. And for those of you who are parents, understand that is not the case. It's no different for an abuser to groom a victim. It is a grooming process. And the power and control wheel explains exactly that. The patterns of abuse show the illustrations of power and control wheel 
through the separation of power, particularly helpful tools in understanding the overall pattern of abusive and violent behaviors used by abusers to establish and maintain control. Do y'all notice that that is a continuum? Establishing control, maintaining control over the partner within and following a relationship. Did you hear me? Not only in the relationship, but when you get out, the abuse continues. Very often, one or more violent incidents are accompanied by an array of these other types of abuse. When we talk about other types of abuse, we're talking about the fact that when you're in the home, could be physical abuse. When you leave the home, then it becomes emotional abuse. Or it may escalate from physical abuse to sexual abuse. And you can hear many people say, and as I, I read earlier, that you can be sexually abused by your partner. I don't care if you're married. I don't care if you're not married. I don't care who it is. If you say no and it is not welcomed, it is rape. It is sexual abuse. But the control wheel shows the escalation of coercion, threats, intimidation, emotional abuse, isolation, privilege, and economic abuse. And I'm going to harp on economic abuse for a little bit. Many will tell you that economic abuse is not real, but it is extremely real. Economic abuse is withholding financial means from a partner, mostly with the intent of maintaining control, but also ensuring that the partner cannot leave. And this happens mostly with stay-at-home moms or stay-at-home wives or homemakers or whatever you wanna call it. A lot of times when individuals are in a relationship and they become ill or disabled, which oftentimes escalates from trauma or lack of, of medical needs and sometimes just just deteriorating health. Do not be mistaken that there is a correlation between health deterioration, trauma, and stress. So this is not uncommon for people to get into a relationship and then lose their support system, their financial means, and their wherewithal, their strength, their courage. It is part of the cycle of abuse. So when we talk about economic abuse, it's withholding financial means from the partner. And although it may seem easy to prove, it's extremely hard to prove. And I want anyone listening to this to understand that if you are in the situation or know somebody or even teach this, please, please ensure that the victim understands that it is not their fault. I don't care what the situation is. I don't care what has happened. No one should ever experience abuse at any level. And I'm going to go broad here. I mean at work, at home, at school, at church. This goes beyond domestic violence. 
But the thing about it is somebody that is abusive doesn't only abuse their partner. The behaviors are ones that they cannot control outside of their household. They may mask it, they may hide it to the best of their ability, but do understand that someone with these traits and capabilities is hiding in the outside world as well. So I wanted to share just enough information to dig a little deeper, to give people who may be afraid to dive into the topic of domestic violence out of fear, out of, out of fear and out of fear. Any way you slice it, this is a very scary topic. It is, it is coupled with a, a feeling of loss, a feeling of helplessness and a feeling of desperation. But what I want you to know is no matter who you are, no matter where you are, no matter who you know, you are worth it. And you are bigger than your circumstances. And if you know someone in the situation and you're aware of the situation, I encourage you to get more information and to help individuals create a plan. That is the most important key to combating abuse. Plan, plan, plan. And there is no right time. I joke on my podcast all the time because everyone thinks that life is this this thing that you can put on a schedule, on a calendar, that it's a great time to have kids. It's a great time to go back to school. It's a great time to invest. It's, there's never a good time for anything. You just have to leap. You have to decide that you are worth it. You have to decide that you want something different. And I want any listener to hear me when I say this. It is not your responsibility to change or heal others. It is only your responsibility to heal and change yourself. You can change you. You can change your circumstances. You can change your environment. You can change your outcome. You can change you. You cannot change another. And you can't change someone who doesn't want to change. I don't care how much love there is in the world. And if you are a faithful person, I tell you to get on your knees. Prayer can change things before you can. So stop thinking that you are the one-all be-all to make this person see the light. Because someone living in complete and utter darkness, who preys on darkness, who only wants darkness, will never see the light in your eyes. That's not to say that they may never change. I didn't say that. But they have to want to change. And if you don't want to sit and wait for that change, and if you want to be healthy and you want to live a fulfilling, purposeful life, you have to change you. Your expectations, your limitations, 
your boundaries, your environment, your circumstances. In some cases, women, men have gone through extremes to change their names, their identities. It doesn't matter. When you want something good, you will sacrifice other things to get what you really and truly want. And so I ask all listeners, whether you're in a situation or not, what do you truly want? What will make you happy? And if you happen to be on the other side of this, if you are an abuser, I want you to dig deep. I want you to find out what is it that causes you to be emotionally abusive? Who hurt you? Where did you see it? Where did you learn the behavior? What can you do to change it? How can you convince yourself that you need change? Because it's not about convincing others. It's about you doing the work to change you. I'm going to go off on a tangent because as we talk about change, I want everybody to understand that, you know, of course I have a master's in psychology. And one of the reasons that I went down that path is because I've seen abuse, not only in families, but working in social services for 20 years, I have seen every aspect of abuse. I've also lived it in different forms at different times. And at one time it was extreme. I was fearful for my life. I had restraining orders and it was not fun. And it even impacted my job where my uh, uh, somebody looked at me and said, until you get out of your situation, I'm not gonna hire you. I'm not gonna promote you because this person knew about my situation. And that was my wake up call for someone to deny me a job because of my personal circumstances that were out of my control at this time because I had gotten myself out, but it was still following me. The stalking, the, the manipulation, the lies. And at that time I knew that I had to go to a greater extreme in providing safety and security for my family. And I tell anyone, if you really want happiness, you will go to the ends of the earth to find it. And if you are on the brink of a bad situation, if you are on the brink of being abusive to yourself, to others, get help. And when I say get help, I mean get a therapist get a coach, build a village, a support system, somebody else to talk to because you cannot, you cannot live life alone. You cannot combat fear alone. You cannot combat abuse alone. And someone is willing to help you. Don't convince yourself that you don't have the money, you don't have the time, there's nowhere to go, because I promise you that if you open your mouth and you tell someone, there is someone that will receive you and there is someone who will help you.
just use your voice. Today, I felt that someone needed to hear this. So this is the first edition of domestic violence. Next week, I will bring an expert who has worked in law enforcement, who has worked with victim advocacy, who has a heart for those that are experiencing domestic violence. And so next week, we will dig deeper. And we may go deeper than that. But I want you to keep an eye out. And I want you to remember, you are never alone. And of all things, stay powerful. And never let anyone else dim your light.